This is Simon Transparently Awakening the heart of humanity As we see beyond the lies And open our eyes to realize This is our time to rise Welcome everyone to another Simon Transparently Sitting today with a friend called Damaraj Greetings Yeah, thank you Simon Thanks for the invitation Always love sitting and chatting with you mm-hmm. Some of the highlights of my last few months Exactly so we have been living together, and you know what they say, you only know somebody when you live with them. So we've been intimate, connecting, sharing, showing up, crying, laughing, and inspiring each other. And I mean, after the first few weeks of meeting Dharmaraj, I was like, ah, oh, I want to get him onto the podcast. And then we've been doing a load of different things, and we're coming to a little farewell a parting of waves for a moment and we needed to get you on this so welcome and i'd love you just first just to share because i know today you've been running around how are you feeling in this moment what's alive in you <sighs> my heart is beating fast been running around today and working on various things my health and also the visa situation and trying to take care of myself take care of others so there's some, uh, um, some activity in the heart, a lot of movement, a lot of expansion, and some, uh, yeah, some yeah. fluttering. Yeah, That's what's happening. Exactly. Yeah, you've been rushing around today, doing a lot of things, and you have been the last few days. There's a lot happening. There's been a lot happening in the last few months, right? Yeah, in the world. In the world, exactly. And we feel that as well, even though it might be more on a subtle level, we feel what's going on in the world, right? It, all of us, even if people are unaware of it, everything's interactive. And you very much are someone who works with the subtle energies, don't you, in, in your work, in the way that you show up. Absolutely. Yeah. And <clears throat> so this, this conversation for me, it could go many different ways. And I know I only have a, you know, quite a, a short time with you. Mm-hmm. Um, the theme of the new series of Simon Transparently is very much this idea of awakening the heart, speaking our truth, and, <clears throat> and just showing up from that place as, a, as an example of what's possible. So when I say those themes to you, what, what does that spark inside your, your being? Mm. So prior to meeting you and Dara and Arika and uh, the whole naked tribe and and all your tribe, um, being transparent and being open and honest and uh, speaking my truth was very important to me. Being in integrity, integrity is like the key word for my life. That's how I live my life. And this is the most important thing to me. When I look for teachers, when I look for friends, this is what I look for. And speaking your truth being honest and transparent, that's certainly a major part of being in integrity. But since meeting you guys, my life has transformed completely and that the level of transparency and the level of openness in my sharing has dramatically increased and expanded and unfolded in ways that I didn't know was possible. So I want to have tremendous gratitude to you and our friends here for inspiring that within me. Because in the past, there might be some things that I felt, "Mm, you know, I want to be honest about it, but maybe that's not necessary to be said. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to lie about it, but maybe it doesn't need to be said into the space. Right. Um, 
and now my outlook has, has changed on this. I'm like, actually, if something's there, then I invite that into the space. And, and even if that might create a reaction in the other, but it's so important if we're going to trust one another to be fully transparent. So that, um, that I was inspired by you and, and Dara and Aurika, like really inspired. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and I appreciate, I appreciate hearing that because, again, I know that for many years your work as a, as a doctor, as a tantra teacher, as a sexual educator, you know, that is being the basis of your, your work, right? You're supporting people through your retreats. I, Dara and I had the opportunity to go on retreat with um, Dharmaraj and Sarita, and, you know, the essence of what you, you share is about living from the heart, isn't it? Living Absolutely. your truth, stepping into your, your truth and, and moving from there. So to hear that feels beautiful. And I also want to acknowledge you in the sense of seeing, because I've lived with you, seeing a few situations, and I know we spoke about this the other day, where you really did call that and bring somebody into the space to have a sharing with them. And afterwards, it was so beautiful to see you, right? Because even you were like, wow, that, you know, that, I remember one, and it was just like you come out. It's like now, now we're actually potentially friends. <laughs> yeah, and this was someone who I was like, this is one of my least favorite people. Like of all the people I know, this is one of the least favorite people I know. And after having an open and transparent sharing for an hour and a half, um, coming into our vulnerability and really sharing our insecurities and understanding one another, I'm like, wow, I could be friends with this person. Right. So just, in one and a half hours. Yes. And that really, like, I remember that so well. And it, really, it brings joy in my face just seeing you when you, when you said that. Because it's, it's so funny, funny, isn't it? I'd love to know your, your perspective on this. But it's actually, truth is a lot easier than we think. But there seems to be so many filters and layers hmm. that, 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 you know, that just cloud us. Right? What's your what's your take on that? Why 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 is it harder for us to speak our truth than you know to to just be radically honest? I guess that has a lot to do with how we were raised and culturally and religiously and the different rules and regulations and and uh, things based on how we grew up and how our parents trained us. Like um, like like don't talk about sex and don't don't do this and don't do that. Don't talk about religion or don't. Don't talk about politics. There's like certain things that uh, based on your culture or based on uh, um, your upbringing. Right. So for me, like sex was taboo. Like you wouldn't talk about that. And um, but that was a topic that was very alive in me for various reasons because of my history of trauma and because of my work with trauma in others that this is a, a topic that's very alive in me. So for me to be you know, authentic with myself, then I'm going to speak about it. So even if, if societally, culturally, that's something that's not talked about. Right. Yeah. And that's beautiful. I'd love, I'd love you to elaborate a bit on that because you're now, you're now in the field of sexuality. You educate people around sexuality. You support them to actually go into that very, very taboo space as I know, I know we do, but you've been doing it for many years. <clears throat> and I'd love, I'd love you to share a little bit like, you know, how, one, how did that happen? And, yeah, and what was what was that initial drive into you know that huge area of taboo? What 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 pulled you in there? Was it was it a life experience? What you know what? I'd love you to share where um, that began. Yeah, this is something I've never shared on on video or on audio, but um, so in my twenties, I became very passionate about working with women, women who've had trauma, who've been abused, especially by men who have been raped or molested or have psychological or physical trauma. So I worked through different modalities to help them 
Um, and I was wondering, like, where did that come from? Like, where did that passion and interest in me arise? Um, and then it was only a few years after that that my mother came to me and said that, you know, now that you're old enough, I want to share something with you that I never told you before, is that my father physically and sexually abused me. And then, you know, the, the pain of that and also an understanding of, okay, I understand why I have this passion. It's because as a child, I felt this energy in the space. I couldn't put words to it. Of course, I never witnessed or heard any of that that she's referring to, but I certainly felt that on a deeper level. Right. Energetically. Energetically, and that I, I could, couldn't help my mother. I couldn't save her. Of course, as a child, there was no way that I could be there for her for that, but there's the kind of the guilt, like, subconsciously that I couldn't help her, I couldn't save her, so at least I can help other women. Mm. So that's how, how I kind of got into that interest in doing um, sexual healing work, and also was to work on myself, because I, was, I had a major birth trauma just, I think, minutes after being coming out of the canal, being take, stripped away from my mother's arms, a major birth trauma, which was that I was circumcised. I had you know, the foreskin, which contains what I learned later, 30 to 50% of the nerve endings in the penis. I had that taken away without anesthesia, without consent, and just right after birth. So then it, I wasn't able to, I was so shaken and traumatized, I wasn't able to fully connect with my mother mm. after that experience. Or to, um, and then that carried through through the adulthood. And when I first started to engage sexually, I would be penetrating a woman, and I'm like, I don't feel anything. Mm. That would be the, that was a, that was the first time I made love. I'm like, I don't feel anything in my penis, in my lingam. So what the fuck? Like everyone says that that sex is so great and so enjoyable. I, are they just making shit up? Right. Or there's there's something that I need to work on. There's something that I need to heal and look at. So then that was another catalyst for my journey of discovering like what it is, like reading and learning all about the sexual anatomy, the pleasure anatomy, and how our bodies work, how our energy works. So in discovering, okay, there's a lot more than just the physical structure. Okay, I had 30 to 50% of my nerve endings taken away from me in my genitals, but energetically, that's all still there. I just have to learn how to access that and how to awaken that. So then that brought me into learning Reiki, that brought me to Tantra and really expanded my whole uh, world of what is possible. It's amazing. I haven't heard you describe it like that exactly before and I loved how you, you, you weaved it together. And also you were quite young, that was young, to actually to have the mindset to actually go into that because you know many many youth i don't know what your relationship was to porn or sort of hedonism but many go into that way but even from sort of quite a young age just saying around 20 or so or before you was really like okay i need to know more about that it's your yeah. 18 18, 18. Mm -hmm. right your inquisitive mind really took you into wanting to get to the root of this right right and and did that start just yeah you just researching and so on and like how how did it or what point did you feel like I'm going to, no, maybe a better question is like, did Tantra found you, but you was already helping women at that stage, like through coaching or stuff? How did it, how did it start? Like, like I'm always curious how yeah. people, like you just started going, okay, I want to help women, but how did it begin? I, 
actually, at first I read a, a book called, um, what is it called? The game, penetrating the secret society of pickup artists, something like that. I think so some I've heard some of that. book about pickup right. artists, but the, the, it was an entertaining read. I didn't really follow those principles, but within that, it talked about a man named Steve Pickus, who was teaching the main character how to do yoni healing, how to do sexual healing work. I'm like, does this exist? What what is that? So that that took me on a thread of looking for all the books and DVDs and whatever I could find and reading and researching. And I was in university also taking courses on human sexuality, the biology of reproduction. This, this topic was so fascinating for me. So to really get to the bottom of the science and physiology and, the, and of how the body works. And this was before I found spirituality and meditation and tantra. So already finding the science and then also doing the, the body work. So I learned through all these videos and DVDs and books and then practiced on friends until I became proficient. So really learning the sexual healing as a body work and then using that modality. At that time, that was the only healing modality that I knew to help women. And it was only several years later that a whole, a whole group of events happened at once where I took my first Tantra workshop and was introduced to the chakras, the energy system. I was like, wow, I, I knew there was something more than the physicality. Mm-hmm. You know, when we talk about energy, what does that mean? Electricity, like what are you talking about? Finally, to have a real sense of feeling what that is, at that same month, actually in that same training, I met a Reiki master who, and I, I said, oh, I was always, always curious about Reiki. I always wanted to take the course. And she's like, you don't need a, you don't need a course. Just sit down, I'll show you something. And she just fucking fully blew me open. I'm like surges of energy. I'm like, wow. what the fuck is this? She's like, now you're activated. Now you're activated for life. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and, and then my stepfather, he's part of a, a tantric meditation tradition of the Swami Rama of the Himalayan masters. Who you saw your, step, your stepfather? My stepfather, yes. So my family is, is not non-religious, but my stepfather... He's Jewish, but actually his spirituality is Hinduism and Tantra. Mm. So he introduced me to um, his lineage. And he actually, and I asked him, can you bring me to get initiated? So I got initiated in this lineage of Himalayan masters and was given a mantra for meditation. Then I started a meditation practice. So Reiki meditation, Tantra, energy, like all of this was coming like all at once. And then my life went since yeah. then wow yeah. if you know if you know Damraj you live with Damraj he's quite extreme as well I'm an he extremist like, he, he like he's thorough as well and he's meticulous and it's beautiful I wonder if you'd share as well if you're happy to the the, the realisation you had you remember when we met and we were sat on that little beach and you told me about how you were get, going down the path of helping women and serving women and there was a moment where you realised that you needed to detach your ego. Right. From, are you happy to share that? Yeah, yeah, sure. I love that. So I was assisting at a training in Chiang Mai that was with uh, um, Taoist master Mantak Chia and Charles Muir, who was one of my teachers at that time. And um, at that point, after doing several teacher trainings with Charles and after having like given sexual healing work for about 10 years, almost maybe eight years at that point, I was really in my ego. I was really cocky. And 
in the beginning, it was all about service, all about helping. And at some point, I became so good at this method that's like any woman, you have any kind of trauma, you've never had an orgasm before ever in your life, no problem. First session, you'll have incredible mind-blowing orgasm with Amrita, female ejaculation, pretty much guaranteed. It was like 100% success rate, like 100 women in a row. It's like boom, boom, boom. So then I met a woman at this, um, at this retreat who said, I would, I would like this experience. Can you show me? Can you give me this experience? And I said, absolutely, no problem. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize that in her mind, she's like, I have agency over my own body. Nobody can make me do anything. So you think you're going to give me ejaculation? It's not going to happen. But she's telling me verbally, yeah, you know, I want this experience. Show it to me. Give it to me. But inside, she's... So I was so much goal-orientated. Like, I'm going to give this woman this experience that she wants. Easy. No problem. But then I didn't look for the cues. I didn't... Wasn't attentive enough to her body language where her body language was, was something different than the words coming out of her mouth. So when I got to that point, okay, I'm feeling inside the, um, I'm feeling that the ejaculation is coming. I'm feeling the ballooning of the fluid. Like this is easy. It's, it's, it's about to come out. And then I, I go more rigorously for it to come out and she's resisting and holding. And she's like, the ener- and then she, the energy of like, fuck you, no one can make me do anything I don't want to do, even though she's telling me she wants this experience. So by holding when, when the release was coming, she really got injured. So you could say that I injured her or she injured herself or both, but that was a very painful realization that, wow, like I actually re-traumatized her. I caused more harm than good. Mm-hmm. I didn't listen to her body language. I didn't listen to her energy. I had my idea. I was trusting what she said, mm-hmm. what she wanted. And that was like so devastating for me. It's like, I don't have any integrity. I should never do this work again. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, um, you know, I'm just hurting women at this point. Right. So then I, I really had to take a step back and look at what kind of methodology I was doing. I was approaching the feminine sexuality in a very masculine way. Right. Very goal-orientated, right. aggressive, like right. we're going to get the job done, right. it's going to happen, and not honoring the feminine as it is, the female sexuality being like a, a rose, like a flower that's blossoming slowly, and you just got to be... You nurture that. You're patient, you're loving, you water it, you, you watch it grow, you give it sunlight, and then that blossoms on its own time. It's like... Not that first session, we got to get it done. You're going to heal all your traumas. Right. So I realized how much I was in my ego. I took a, back, a step back from the work for a while. I reorient, reorientated myself. I'm like, no, I'm going to approach this from a different way. I have a lot of gifts to give. I have a lot of um, experience. And uh, I'll learn from my mistakes also. So, yeah, now, now I'm teaching Tantra Massage in a totally different way. Yes. Like, it's not goal-orientated. You'd... I don't go into a session saying that this is the goal. This is what we're going to end up. Right. We don't know. Just like in lovemaking, we don't know. Just like it's an unfolding, it's a mystery, and it's a it's a co-creation of of shared energy, and it's a uh, and, and and it's beautiful on so many levels. Thank you, first of all, for sharing yeah, that because sure. I know 
all that you've shared so far is very vulnerable and I just want to acknowledge that and I really appreciate also hearing about your, your mother because one of the things of me, where this is something I just realised, I don't think I realised this till now, is that one of the reasons I went on a quest and have unfolded and helped so many women is because my mother's abuse that I actually witnessed. Right. And, and so, and obviously felt in the space more, but I witnessed some moments of just uh, violence. And yeah, I don't know, I, there's a lot coming up for me and not just, not, not that I haven't felt that before, but just even in terms of our own uh, connection, you and I, and what maybe we might do. Because the other day I said, oh, I wonder what we're going to going to do something together. And it's something that just rang true. But with that, with that aside, I also appreciate what you just said about that shift. Because when we're working with sexuality, when we're going into that vulnerable space, that taboo that you said, and we hear so many people violate that, even so-called sexological body workers or, you know, different. And I'm not, right. this is not naming, but I'm just saying sex workers, actually. I don't, it's not just sexological body workers, but anybody in that field, there's such a thin line where, you know, you're, you're going into those vulnerable places. People are really entrusting you and, and, and surrendering to Absolutely. you. And like, if anything, we as sex educators have even more responsibility. What did you say to like Absolutely. really just, you know, on in that space? And it feels that that was such a great, I got tingles as I said mm-hmm. that, right? It's such a great space, uh, awareness and experience that you had to really wake up to that and then from that space, uh, take check and, and then now help in so many people in a, in a very pure and beautiful way. And, and of course, we need our experiences to grow and learn. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so maybe I'd love us to, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd love... I'd love us to weave weave that into like you you came you came from a background of being a doctor you studied studied as a um, where, dentist. How, a dentist biological holistic dentist right yeah. and then and then you've you've got into this this path now of tantra and what I what I love to hear is like what's what's your drive why 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 are you being who you're being you know what's your what's your dream of like you know you 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 I know now you're you're offering your services and so on, but like I, I love people to hear like, yeah, what what drives you? What motivates you? What's your dream of with the gifts that you have to share? Uh, I want to help as many people as possible, including myself, come into health and wholeness and awakening to spirituality. So, um, what I love about tantra is it's weaving together science and spirituality and. Um, and so is the tachyon work that I do with, right. with the tachyon energy and the tachyon crystals, really weaving together. So wait there, before we say that, we got because for even people watching, for those listening, you won't be able to see this, but do you want to maybe show one? Yeah. Can we just give a little intro to this? So we have a little constellation down here, just so you know. Yeah. Can you see that? On, is that clear? Yeah? Yeah. So you maybe want to just, you want to just describe that a little bit? In sure. Essence? Sure, sure. We won't speak too much about no, it. You, we, we will, we'll post some links and you can, you can read more about it or you can look into the products. But um, tachyonization is a process, a patented process invented by Professor David Wagner about 20 years ago that can change natural materials like uh, glass or crystal or silk um, at the submolecular level to become an antenna for zero-point energy. So source energy is constantly pouring through, healing energy. So when we apply tachyon to biological systems, then the body reorients to become back to its uh, um, optimum state, back to health. And it also clears the energy in the space. It it brings the energy that's in alignment with nature. And that's why when we wear a tachyon pendant, 
then it's a, like a protection from EMF radiation or different frequencies that are out of alignment with nature. So tachyons are naturally occurring in nature. Tachyons, the particles emerging from the zero-point field. So if we go into the, the ocean, we go to a waterfall, we go in the middle of a jungle, we don't take our cell phones, then we're being bathed with this healing tachyon energy. But when we're in the house, we're around technology, then our, our biological systems are getting depleted by these harmful frequencies, and we're away from the natural tachyons that are out in nature. Which so, is why when people say when you go to the sea or you go to these environments that you say, people often feel replenished. Even absolutely. just looking at green in the jungle is therapy, right? That green therapy, nature therapy. Absolutely. So if we were living in the jungle like, like people were living like 10,000, 20,000 years ago, then we wouldn't need this kind of spiritual technology. We wouldn't need this energy to nourish us because it's happening all around us in the nature. But because we live the lives that we do and we're indoors just like we are now, then the tachyon helps us to connect to the universal life force energy, connect to the rhythm of the universe, connect to the rhythm of mother nature and to be nourished on all levels. So I used to be, when I was in dental school and had mercury toxicity from all the mercury vapor from drilling into those teeth and my energy was so low, I had to go to the psychiatrist and get amphetamines, speed. I had to take it twice a day just to get through the day. Wow. And it was only through um, Sarita introducing me to Tachyon, I was like, wow, I'm getting so charged up, so energized by this energy. It sounds too good to be true, but once you try it, you know, it, it's real. Then I got off of any um, external things like I, I don't drink coffee or tea or or take speed or anything like uh, that's the, quite extreme. Tech, extreme. Tachyon it's quite like, charges me up. Speed twice a day just to you, get through the yes, work day. I'm like it's completely fuck. depleted. It was not because I was enjoying it. I just had this is the only way I could like wow. not pass out at like noon. Right. So yeah. it was, so, so, it was yeah, bad. Yeah. So we we yeah weave that in and and as you said people can read more about that. So so go on weave that in with the link with. Tantra, is that what you use? Right. So um, what I love about Tantra is that it's incorporating every aspect of the human experience without judgment, without shame. So we're honoring the body, we're honoring the soul, and we're just honoring every part of ourselves. So our genitals are considered sacred, and every part of our body is sacred. The ear and the nose is not less or more sacred than the genitals. Exactly. So when I'm giving Tantra massage, I'm treating the whole body as one. The whole body is sacred and not give, of course, the genitals are included, but so is every part of the body. Mm -hmm. So we're not skipping the face, we're not skipping the genitals. So then people can really relax and into who they are. Because let's say you're receiving a massage and they're not touching the genitals. Then all your awareness goes there. Why aren't they touching there? They're touching everywhere else. Or if you're going for a, a hand job, and then, then they're only touching there, and then also all the energy is going there. But when, you, when you're receiving massage and the whole body is honored as sacred, then we start to realize my whole being is alive, my whole being is sacred. Right. And that's, that starts to change, that's, especially for me, that changed my whole outlook on life. So Tantra has been a huge shift, a huge awakening for me, um, especially since meeting Sarita, my previous partner. We journeyed together for four and a half years. 
still co-teaching together, best of friends. She lives five minutes down the road. Well, we recorded her. People can listen to right. her podcast. And just meeting her and the transmission from her and also from her master, the, the tantric master Osho, who she was with for over 20 years, 19 years in the body and then 26 years in the community, and getting that transmission of how to live life with full aliveness, with full totality, with full transparency, with just awakening to who we are as humans and awakening to our full potential. Mm -hmm. And through that, I started to feel like this is freedom. This is freedom. This is not the box that I was told, I have to be a doctor, I have to work from nine to five, I have to do this. No, I can be truly who I am and love who I am and honor every part of myself, not feel shame for my lingam just because I've had my foreskin removed and I'm not, you know, no, I'm, I'm whole and complete as I am, mm. simply a physical structure missing energetically. It's all there. The soul, it's all there. Mm. So, so that's, the, that, that's the wish. That's the dream. To that invitation into coherence, into wholeness, into loving ourselves exactly as we are and taking full responsibility to, um, to be that, right? To actually just to be the... This, uh, <laughs> I love these... My conversations, I keep... Uh, I have these conversations, as you know, with many people, and, mm -hmm. and what I hope people listening can really get is that I meet a diverse, diverse group of people. You know, mm -hmm. it's not like oh, I'm just speaking to all these people; they're just into this or just into that. It's like I meet people from all walks of life, and it comes back to this, this, this point: is that when we really open our eyes, and when we do any real inquiry and look inside and and uncover some of the false beliefs and the indoctrination, then it comes back to this place, right, of, of love, of joy, of, of, as you said, inclusion of all. Love is included, inclusive of all. It's not exclusive. So I love how you said that through that you're weaving in the whole body through that which you share and, and that which you offer to the world. So it's beautiful. So I know we're going to like wrap up this talk uh, now, and I know you have to go off and do, uh, <laughs> do a, a, a healing now, actually. Um, What's alive in you right now? Um, I'm very energized. I'm very passionate and motivated, inspired, which happens almost every time I speak with you. <laughs> but, you. But also speaking about my own passions and my own uh, wish for how humanity can be moving forward. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very inspired. I'm very energized. So I'm, Beautiful. it's a great space for me to go in. I'm going to go give a healing session right after this. Exactly, yeah. I feel that. And it's lovely to see you now in this space because I know today you've been running around and then you took that moment before we started and, and it's lovely to feel you in this. And I know it feels uh, maybe a short compared to some of our conversations, but I feel this is a nice introduction to you and I and to share your message with the world. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, as I said at the beginning, this, uh, these conversations are an invitation you know, for people to open their heart, for them to be able to speak their truth. And, and I really appreciate you showing up today and sharing some of yours. Yeah. So mm. thank you, Simon. Thank you so much. Hug? Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much. Wow. Good stuff. That was powerful conversation. This is our time to rise.